are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation? Welcome to today's episode of the Lockdown Bucks Podcast. It is Thursday, April 2nd. I am David Harrison on Twitter at DH82Bucks, credentialed writer for BucksNation.com, part of SB Nation. You can find everything I'm writing about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over at BucksNation.com on Twitter at Bucks underscore Nation. My co host, James Yarko, is off today. You can find him on Twitter at JYarko underscore Bucks as well. And of course, follow the show at Locked On Bucks. Today, we're talking about uniform reveals. We're going to talk about charity work and we're going to talk about some mock drafts and tournaments going on out there in social media and here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, but we're going to kick things off today with Buccaneers uniform release. So if you listen to yesterday's episode, uh, James had Bailey on. I was, I was enjoying my day off from the show. And they talked about the uniforms, obviously talking about April 1st and the speculation a lot of people have talked about of the team potentially dropping kind of a mock uniform release uh, on April 1st there to kind of pull everybody's leg. But as we know, on the night of March 31st, uh, the team went ahead and released a tweet stating that they would be unveiling the uniform, the new uniform on April 7th. So if you're listening to this on the day that it drops, we're looking at next Tuesday for the official uniform release. And this will be the the first uniform change, uh, at least you know, broad sweeping change that the Buccaneers have made to their uniform since the 2014 season when they moved to the current uniform that you've all been watching the team uh, fight and, and unfortunately not so much succeed in, uh, in this alarm clock uh, ridden uniform. And I know a lot of you are going to be very happy to see it go, and a lot of you have probably already put your pre-orders in for your Tom Brady jersey. You already know that's going to be number 12, and now you have less than a week to wait until you find out what the actual jersey is going to look like. Um, and just kind of looking back at this old uniform, like we said, it came out in 2014. Uh, I wrote a, a piece for BucksNation.com when, when the news came out, and I was kind of going through some stuff and just some interesting facts that I found out. Mike Evans, uh, obviously being the first-round draft pick of 2014, was the first Buccaneers player, the first rookie that we we got to see hold the uniform up. Obviously, we did have the tweet of Gerald McCoy and Doug Martin uh, sporting the uniforms before then, but Mike Evans kind of has that distinction of being the first-round draft pick that year, being up on the sound stage and and holding up that alarm clock digit number one, loud and proud for for all of Bucks Nation to see. Um, so hopefully, with this new uniform comes a new first-round draft pick, and, and you know if this current first round draft pick and go on to have the same amount of career success that Mike Evans has had with the Bucks. That would be fantastic. I think everybody would appreciate that. Unfortunately, because of all the stuff going on that we're not going to get to see that draft pick necessarily walk across the stage, uh, grab that Jersey from Mr. Goodell and, and take that picture. But you know, uh, technology is a great thing. Maybe we'll see a conference call, a Skype call or something. And, and the Buccaneers will get that draft pick that Jersey soon enough after the pick is made. And we can get like a video introduction to that young man, whoever whoever it turns out to be. Of course, there's been a lot of speculation coming up to the release of the uniform on just what it might look like, including color schemes and then logo changes. The Buccaneers sent out a tweet uh, not too long ago. I want to say it was about a month ago on a Wednesday for a wallpaper Wednesday, as it were. And it was a black and white image, uh, but it had the Buccaneers flag in it. And you could see the logo, the skull and the skull and cross swords uh, that I think all the Buccaneers fans have kind of learned to love over the years. The more cleaned up version since the Super Bowl version. And so we know that that logo at least is going to stick around. At least it seems like, I guess we can't really confirm, 
But it would appear anyway that that logo is going to stick around and survive this uniform change. So now it just goes to color schemes. And, you know, uh, people have been wondering, is it going to, you know, the pewter is going to survive? You know, what color are red or what shade of red? Uh, Creamsicle, is that going to be incorporated? And I got a tweet this morning asking me if I thought there might be any blue incorporated. And I'll tell you, honestly, I, I don't see any blue. I don't know where blue, the blue would necessarily come from. I imagine if the team went with the blue that, uh, you know, it, it would be a kind of a widespread change to the uniform completely. And I don't think we're getting a, a huge drastic change to the color scheme. I, I mean, I guess never say never. Uh, Bruce Arians was asked about it in Indianapolis. And, you know, there have been plenty of people asked about it since. And he did say that he kind of expected it to be more closely resembling the uniform that the franchise won the Super Bowl in. I know some of you out there on social media, some of you were excited to go back to potentially a, a Super Bowl era uniform, and some of you uh, felt it was a little lazy or a little uninspired even maybe. Uh, but I think either way, it's probably going to look better than what we have right now from a, from a, a, a wider standpoint. And there's even been people who want to bring the creamsicles back and see the team go back to the orange and the white. Uh, the, the glory days, as I put on, on the website there, of Bucko Bruce, um, where the team had three winning seasons, including a five-win season in 1982 that was shortened by a strike. Um, I don't know about you guys. Like I said, I've kind of said on the show before, my opinion on the, the creamsicle orange uniforms is those kind of belong in the history, uh, the, the halls of history of the Buccaneers, not so much in the forefront. Returning to them I don't think is necessarily a good idea. Wouldn't mind seeing them go back to it as a throwback every now and then. Of course, recently Coach Arians talked about how some new changes to the helmet rules in the National Football League could lead to teams like the Buccaneers being able to go back to their throwback uniforms uh, more than we've seen in recent history. But honestly, I feel like that uniform has become more of a badge of honor of Buccaneers fans of kind of, you know, uh, a sign of like history of where we came from, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't think it's something that we need to see 16 or 17 times a regular season and then 18, 19s potentially if they make it to the postseason. Just my own personal thoughts. Uh, of course, just like Tom Brady, that news, you know, James and Bailey talked about Chris Godwin moving to the number 14. If you guys haven't seen it, uh, go on social media. Chris sent out a tweet talking about 12 season. Uh, his fiance Mariah sent out an Instagram post talking about how 12 season is not, you know, the, the number 12 is just the number. What they're talking about more is a mentality and the kind of the way they approach life and the way Chris approaches the game. And none of that stuff is going to change. And what I found interesting actually is uh, going through social media posts, Mariah actually later on put up a post that was basically a screenshot of what happens if you Google the word temporary, you know, it brings up the, the definition. And it's basically just a screenshot of that word temporary. And she posted that up, no comment, no caption or anything like that. But I think it kind of speaks loudly for itself. And, and I, on this show, I've also kind of speculated myself that maybe Chris Godwin would go back to the number 12 once Tom was done with his time in Tampa after these two years, most likely. And he moves on. Uh, to whatever next venture he's got ahead of him. But that wasn't the only uniform information or uniform stuff coming out, guys. Uh, Sean Murphy Bunting also on on the evening of, of March 31st also tweeted out a tweet, uh, the number 26 with an arrow pointing with the word soon underneath it to the number 23, a fire emoji and a, a love emoji, an I love you emoji hand uh, signal emoji there. Uh, at least hinting, uh, anyway, I guess not really officially announcing as it were, but it was at least hinting that he was going to be moving to number 23, uh, from number 26, number 26 is what he wore in his rookie season in 23 or in 2019, Dayon Buchanan wore the number 23. Of course he was released in October, but by then, you know, Jersey numbers, I'm sure the NFL has got rules where you can't switch Jersey numbers in the middle of the season, uh, for, for no specific, no special reason. And obviously Sean Murphy Bunting just wanting the number, not a special enough reason I would assume, but it looks like Sean Murphy Bunting in his second year coming into the NFL, 
And we'll have new threads, a new uniform to don with the Buccaneers, and also a new number in the number 23. Kind of wrapping up uh, a fun 24 hours or so of uniform information. Uh, not usually the stuff you get here in the, at the end of March, early April, but fun nonetheless. And of course, less than a week from now, we'll have a brand new uniform to dissect and talk about and, and react to. So we look forward to that and hope that you guys, when the time comes, decide to send us your takes in the voicemail box, of course. You are listening to the Lockdown Bucks podcast. I am David Harrison. Thank you for joining me today on today's episode. Next up, we're going to talk about more Tom Brady stuff, but it's not on the field stuff that we're talking about. It's not history that we're talking about or championships that we're talking about. Actually, what we're going to talk about is charity. James Yarko wrote for BucksNation.com an article talking about Tom Brady teaming up with Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. Uh, for for a charity golfing event, uh, of course, James credits CNBC as having the initial report. Uh, basically, talking about how with with all the coronavirus stuff going on out there, uh, these four superstars of sports have decided to get together uh, reportedly and put on an event that'll help raise some money. And according to the report that James uh, is quoting there on the article. Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady will team up while Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods team up on the other side and, you know, probably have some friendly bets and, you know, so some some wagers per hole and, and all that stuff. And then apparently there are some concerns that it might be a pay-per-view event, but according to James and according to CNBC, Warner Media is working to have it broadcast live on one of their affiliates so that everyone can see it regardless of, you know, whether you have the money to be paying for pay-per-view, pay-per-view events. Of course, you know, the entire intent is to raise money. Uh, for for relief efforts that are needed for people who are out of work or short of work or you know reduce pay and, and all that stuff with uh, with the coronavirus going on. So, of course, great to see. Always great to see guys you know coming together and doing what they can. I know there's there's a there's a common sentiment when these kinds of things happen, asking people why they're not just donating their own money. Obviously, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods have made a whole lot of money themselves, and we've seen some owners and some players coming forward and donating certain amounts of money and. You know, it's not to say that they're not necessarily doing that as well, but you know, if they can put on a put on a show that people want to see, it's scheduled right now. I guess tentatively, nothing is set in stone, but it looks like it's going to be happening in in May at some point. Uh, but you know, coming together, using celebrity, using sport and game to to bring people together, give give people out there some entertainment, something to watch. Where we got a lot of people. ESPN is dropping their their Michael Jordan documentary early, apparently. Uh, so great stuff there, and just a lot of people out there. I know NFL Game Pass has given is free for right now for everybody. So even if you don't have a paid subscription, our own Bailey Adams over at BucksNation.com has been bouncing around the idea of potentially putting together essentially a playlist of, of sorts for for people to go and take advantage of that NFL Game Pass subscription that's free for the time being. Uh, I kind of look at it as as me. I'm not sure how he's going to do it, but it kind of reminded me of like uh, when I started watching Star Wars, you know, James had to give me kind of a list and an order of here's, you know, here's the movies you watch first and then you watch these and then you watch these. So I'm kind of hoping maybe Bailey does something like that where he kind of connects some dots and puts some games in some in some orders for people to go on there, especially all you new Buccaneers fans who are coming over here uh, supporting Tom Brady. Perhaps, you know, I mean, maybe not, but maybe if you're interested, take the time that you do have. If you are one of these folks that's quarantined and not able to kind of leave your house or go about your normal routine, take the time, take advantage of the free subscription again to to Game Pass, take Bailey's playlist, go through it and just kind of catch up on Buccaneers history. You know, it's not all doom and gloom. We know that the team has the worst winning percentage, you know, at least in the NFL and, and all that, but they do have a Super Bowl under their belt. So there have been some good games there. Uh, in fact, talking about uniform changes, when the Buccaneers switched to the uniform that they ended up 
uh, winning the Super Bowl in, I want to say the first, I want to say six of the first eight seasons, if I'm correct, uh, they actually had a winning record. So there's there has been some winning football in Buccaneers history for all of you new Buccaneer fan transplants uh, to go out there and watch. So good stuff to look out for. Always good to see people helping out. Um, if you guys know of any any organizations or people out there helping each other out during these times, or if you yourself are providing some sort of service or have something to offer to everybody else uh, during these times, uh, by all means, you guys know the voicemail number. If you don't, it is 813-444-5841. Go ahead and drop us a line and let us know what's going on out there in your area or what you're doing uh, during these times. So while we've been talking about Tom Brady a lot, obviously, uh, as the as the free agent signing and the history that he brings and whether or not he does or fit or doesn't fit on the field, uh, a good change of pace, I think, a little bit to bring in some off-field information, some off-the-field off news, and and good to see that your your franchise quarterback is out there uh, helping make, make a difference. As we know, the previous franchise quarterback also very involved in the community and making a difference with people. So it's good to see that that trend uh, in the quarterback position is not leaving, even though we have a changing of the guard, as it were. Once again, you're here on the Lockdown Bucks podcast with your host today, David Harrison. Uh, last thing we're going to talk about, guys, today, we've got some stuff going on, some interesting things happening on social media. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is Nick Citro. Nick Citro of Bucks Report uh, decided to go forward with uh, a media madness bracket is what he's calling it. I want to call it March Madness, but it's not March anymore, so it's April. And what he did is he seeded 64 media entities, I suppose if you want to call it that, uh, one half of his bracket is media sites or, or you know fan sites that that like to to put together publications and and put out news and opinions and and all that stuff and some of them are Instagram pages and some of them are podcasts uh, like this one and some of them are websites like BucksNation.com. Although Nick did leave BucksNation.com off of the bracket, but he says that that was an oversight on his part, so we'll forgive him for that, I suppose. And then the other half of the bracket is people. And uh, I am one of those people that you can vote for. James Yarko is also one of those people that you can vote for. And it's an interesting idea. And I think it's it's very clever by Nick. A, a nice little distraction from people from some of the routine news that's going on right now. Uh, some interesting matchups, too. I mean, on, on the website side, he's got Pewter Report as the number one seed. On the individual side, he's got John Ledyard of Pewter Report as the number one seed. Of course, he says that he went through... And the way he seeded these people is not necessarily his personal opinion. It's it's Twitter followers, essentially. So basically, out of all these people, John Ledyard has more Twitter followers than everybody else. And out of all these websites and publications, Pewter Report has more followers than everybody else. And that makes sense. Locked on Bucks is the 11 seed going up against Bucks HQ, which is the sixth seed currently as we record. We are ahead, so we do appreciate all of you Locked on Bucks listeners going in there and voting for the show. If you haven't, by all means, hit up Nick Citro at Nick, S-I-T-R-O. Find the bracket on there. He's got the, the votes posted. They'll expire, I want to say, around noon Eastern time tomorrow or today, as you're listening to this, rather, on Friday uh, so or on Thursday, rather. So if you have the time, if you have the inclination to go in and, and do that, go ahead and vote over there. We're the 11th seed. Vote for Locked On Bucks. If you want to vote for the 6th seed, uh, like I said, that you can do that anytime after the next 24 hours, and, and we, can, we can find you there. Uh, I, myself, as an individual, drew a very interesting matchup as I am the 12th seed uh, in the north, I don't know what you want to call it, northeastern bracket. And uh, I drew Ira Kaufman. Um, 
of Joe Buck's fan in the Ira Kaufman podcast. So you can imagine how, how well that's going for me. But any of our listeners out there, if you feel like doing it, you want to go over and throw me a vote to kind of make the numbers a little bit more evened out. I greatly appreciate it. Um, it's going to be pretty, pretty up, pretty uh, steep uphill climb for me to try to top a guy like Ira, who's been doing it as long and as successful as, as he has. Uh, my co-host James Yarko is the 13 seed and drew another interesting matchup himself. Uh, going up against Stephen Shea of uh, Barstool Sports. So, again, another very steep uphill climb for him to try to make. But, again, if you guys want to go over there and give him a vote, uh, go ahead and, and do that, and we we greatly appreciate it. And then, finally, something that we're talking about that's going to be coming out soon from the Lockdown Podcast Network. If you guys have been with us for a while, then you remember last year we did a network-wide mock draft. Well, we're doing it again this year, where every host of every show – is essentially putting on their general manager hat, as it were, and, and making picks. And, and we're formulating a 32-pick uh, first-round mock draft from all the network hosts. We're going to put it together in a, in a nice big show. It's going to be released over the course of a week across the network. And it's it's going to be kind of done in the style of a draft show. You know, you're going to have your main host who kind of introduces each pick, and then you're going to have your show hosts like James and I talking about the picks that are made uh, in, in the time that they're made and why they're made, kind of talking about why we, we targeted the player we did or made the move that we did. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Last year, a lot of our listeners that, that were around uh, really enjoyed it, really appreciated it. We enjoyed being a part of it and doing it. Uh, we're having fun with it this year. It takes a little bit longer than your typical mock draft because we do have so many hosts spread across the country. So there's a slide, sh- there's a, 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 a spreadsheet that everybody has access to, and we all go in, make our picks. Uh, not to spoil too much, but Joe Burrow did go number one overall to Cincinnati Bengals. I know. Try to try to contain your surprise there. Um, but I will tell you, and I'm not going to tell you the, all the details, but we did end up trading out of the 14th pick. We had a couple of offers and a couple of teams that we were talking to that made some pretty impressive offers and, and kind of came on strong there at the end. Eventually, we settled with one team's offer because you can only settle with one team's offer. And we did move out of that 14th spot. James and I will explain why we did so when it comes time for us to make our pick. Yeah, we haven't actually made our pick as of right now. And it's actually interesting because as I'm recording this, James is messaging me that another team is is approaching us about potentially trading for the number one pick that we have uh, currently. So perhaps, maybe, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, GM'd by David Harrison and James Jarko, might very well be moving back again, going from 14 later in the first round to even later now, as it, as it seems, we will see what they're offering. We'll talk about it. We'll see if we can come up with a deal. I'm going to say right now, honestly, I'm kind of good with where we're at, and I'm, I would rather take the guy that James and I have our eye on at our pick if he's still there, uh, which I feel like he's going to be. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, guys, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to do. It's a lot of fun to kind of put on this GM hat. If you remember last year, we decided to move out of the fifth spot kind of thinking that either Devin White or Devin Bush or Ed Oliver or Josh Allen would still be there. I can't remember how far we traded back, but we ended up trading back. And then all those guys got taken, so we got run through the ringer on social media when the episode came out for good reason. Hey, man, uh, no risk it, no biscuit, right? You make the trade you make thinking that it might work out one way. You kind of have some contingency plans. Turns out that all of our contingency plans uh, ended up getting blown up by our, our fellow hosts there making their picks. So this year... We uh, we actually went into it talking about that we weren't going to trade back no matter what, kind of learn our lesson, and then here we are. We traded back anyway, and we'll see. We'll see. We're very close, and I feel like we're actually going to be successful this year in our trade back and still get the player that we wanted. But 
Anyway, uh, to wrap everything up, guys, that's going to be coming out soon, like I said, from the Locked On Podcast Network. Of course, we'll push it out here. We'll tweet it. We'll tell you guys all about it on the show. Please, when the time comes, let us know uh, what you think about how we did and what we did. In the meantime, also go over to Nick Citro's um, bracket of media personalities and sites and, and throw your support behind James and I and the show. Uh, if you if you choose to do so, we greatly appreciate it. That is going to wrap up our Thursday episode. Again, I've been your host, David Harrison. You can find me on Twitter at DH82 underscore Bucks. I'm a writer covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for BucksNation.com. Find all my work over at BucksNation.com, part of SB Nation. On Twitter at Bucks underscore Nation. Follow my, my co-host, James Yarko, at JYarko underscore Bucks as well. He will be back with me tomorrow as we wrap up the week with our Friday episode. If you have voicemails, questions, concerns, thoughts about the fact that we traded back, even though you don't know where we traded back to and what we got in the trade back, please do not hesitate to call us and let us know your thoughts at 813-444-5841. We've already got one voicemail lined up for tomorrow. We would love to get some more. If you have some or get some Twitter questions, just shoot us a shoot us a DM or shoot us an at on Twitter and we'll throw that down on there. Uh, until we talk again next time, please everybody be safe, stay sane out there, keep doing what you're doing, and uh, we'll all get through this time as, as best as we can. Uh, look forward to talking to you again, and thank you so much for joining me right here at Locked On Bucks.